Hello, everybody. My name is Karina Kelly, and I am here with my husband and former partner, Chris Kelly. Um, just a little bit about me. I am a former Minneapolis police officer, and I've uh, been working mostly patrol for about 15 years. I recently just retired. And um, what did I do before that? Uh, well, I did primarily loss prevention for retail stores before becoming a police officer. Uh, I graduated from the University of Minnesota back when the standards were really high, I guess. <laughs> I had to learn another language. I had to pass Spanish before I got my degree. Um, but yeah, I got my degree in political science. I wanted to go into working um, at the legislature, but I guess they didn't make enough money back then to be like a legislative aide. So I picked the best next, the best... The next best thing, sorry, that delivered a steady paycheck and had a pension. So I never looked back. It's been a roller coaster of a ride. Um, so Chris, what about you? Why don't you tell our audience about how much experience you have? Because you have a lot more than I do. <laughs> well, a little more. Anyhow, right. my name is Chris Kelly. Um, I'm a retired Minneapolis police officer and uh, 23 years uh, experience, uh, all of it on the street. I uh, worked patrol and then worked community. Uh, um, let me back that up. I'm losing it. Community response team. Response team. Yep. <laughs> Forgot that for some reason. So you get away from being retired for over a year and now you forget. Anyhow, I was with the community response team for a number of years too. So it's kind of focused on street level crimes and, and things of that nature. Um, my education background, I, I have a master's degree from uh, Concordia University, St. Paul. Oh, a master's yeah. degree. You're doesn't highly, mean nothing, actually. Highly educated. <laughs> highly educated, yes. No, Concordia <laughs> University, St. Paul, I graduated in 2012 with a criminal justice leadership degree. Oh, oh then you should have been the leader of Minneapolis. Maybe no, things would have turned out differently. <laughs> well, maybe in our own minds it would have, but who knows. But uh, no, I, I, you know, prior prior to that, my police career is in the Army, United States Army. Uh, I joined in 1988 after I graduated. Okay. Spent six years on active duty uh, and decided to go to college in 94 uh, uh, in the tech school and then Hibbing Community College. Uh, to become a police range. officer. Yeah, in the Iron Range. So. Uh, when did you become a cop then again? I forgot. 1998 I got hired. So was that like. Was that part of the money of the Clinton cops then? Is that what you You know, I think I was part say? of that. Yeah, the money with the Clinton cops. Okay. So, was, you know, that's I, I guess that's where I got my start. Um, I stayed in the Army Reserve uh, while I was, you know, going to school. Uh-huh. Um, in 98, I got hired in Minneapolis again. Uh, and stuck with it. Um, I, was, I deployed uh, overseas in 2004, to, or mobilized, I'll say, from 2004 to 2006 after September 11th. There's a couple year delay, obviously, but uh, yeah, we got put into the breach then. And then uh, I was in Iraq late 04 to 05 and came back and served on the East Coast for the remainder of my mobilization in 06. And then, then I was able to uh, go overseas again in 2009 wow. and 2010. Highly qualified folks, you hear that? Well, Highly really. qualified here. I had a nice break from the police department, I will say. So hate to say it, you have to get mobilized or, or go to war to get away from the department. But no, overall, it was a good experience. I'm glad I'm retired now. It was time to leave. Um, you know, it was a good time to... had a good year to decompress now and, uh, 
you know, now we're starting this endeavor. So yeah. this is a great opportunity. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and politics. Politics, of course, which yeah. they seem to be more intertwined than they should be. Yeah, your life is like, revolves around politics, whether you know it or not. So, so mm-hmm. it's kind of from the, you know, we were in the inside, now we're on the outside kind of looking in. But I think the experience, our, our experience and our backgrounds, yeah. um, it's a good opportunity to kind of look at things uh, well, from a cop perspective, but yeah. from, also from the outside, not really been away from it. Yeah. Well, and our show is Abel and Baker. Do you want to tell people why we chose that? Because we it, were painstakingly figured out the name of the show, working in the squad together. So we worked the squad um, 10 hours a day. Yep. And we'll go into later about... Um, I know everyone's dying to ask, how could you do that with your partner, your husband? Oh, my God. Well, yeah, there's lots of stories to tell, which we'll do later. But for our show, yeah, we spent a lot of time um, thinking about this in the squad and what our um, our vision was, what we wanted to talk about and uh, what we wanted to uh, contribute to, you know, our community in Minnesota here and nationally, too, with the police officers. Um and then people that are interested in politics. So Abel and Baker is the name of our show. And people, you know, if you have military experience, you know, that's the, what is that? Not the phonetic well, alphabet. It's not the, the military uh, phonetic. That's the old phonetic al- the old, alphabet. Al- what is it? Word. Alpha and beta? Is yeah, that's it's the no military? alpha and or bravo. Bravo, sorry. Beta. Okay, beta. Oh, I don't beta. know. It's, oh, wow. it's, it's, uh, it's an alphabet. So it's basically, it, it, um, it signifies a position's that we sit in the squad car. Abel is a driver and Baker is a passenger. And when I started my career, I usually drove all the time. So I was able, I've worked in downtown. I worked on the North side at a couple schools as an SRO. And then I went to land finally. Oh, I did a stint in the community resource team, which, oh my God, that's for another story. That's a Oh, it was you mean the awful. Response team, right? The response team, yes. I went undercover. That was awful. Oh my god, I'm sweating right now just thinking about it. Oh, but then yeah, so I just landed at the fifth precinct and finished out my career there. Um, and then I met Chris. I started working with him, and he liked to drive a lot. And I was tired. I didn't really want to drive a lot, so I just became the passenger. <laughs> but as a passenger, you have lots of duties. You got to answer the radio. You got to tell your partner where to go. Don't crash into people. <laughs> and, the, and the biggest decision is, is where to eat that day. Where to you? eat, yes. Most I... important decision of the day. In addition to answering calls, of course. But, yeah, uh, so I was a command module yeah. and direction giver, and he was just strictly concentrating on driving because that's actually one of the most important things you do. Um and some people might not know, just a little tidbit, that we actually drive really slow when we're on patrol, about, what, 20, 30 miles an hour, maybe? Yeah, probably less than that. Yeah, probably less than that. So you can take in everything, and um, you just, that's the patrol speed, they call it. So, But that's where our name came from, Abel and Baker. Chris is Abel, and I am Baker. And our show, again, just intertwines law enforcement issues, um, current events, and politics, um, the intersection of all of them together, so... We look forward to bringing you different topics and um, talking about lots of things and lots of events that are happening that are affect are especially affecting our police officers and what else? We're trying to engage the public, whether you're Democrat, Independent, Republican, Libertarian, 
uh, what is it that now, what's that, that weed party they have that people like? Was it the marijuana now Marijuana party? now party, sorry. I um, at the least, forward party too. Oh, and the forward party, Andrew Yang's forward party. Um, what was Jill Stein? She was the one that was ran with Clinton. What was she? Was a libertarian, wasn't she? Libertarian, maybe. Oh no, the Green Party. Sorry, oh, that's what it party. was. Yeah. So anyway, not a fan of that. Party. Yeah. No. So there's just lots of political political perspectives out there. Lots of people that have opinions. Um, Chris, what do people say about opinions, though? Well, you know, <laughs> everybody knows that one. Everyone Everybody has one. one, right? Yes, everyone has one. Oh. Anyhow, uh, you know, we, we do want to engage, you know, uh, you know, all parties. I'd like to hear from the liberal side, the conservative side, you know, your alternative parties, which which are just fine. I have many friends in, uh, in the independent side or libertarian. So, uh, you know, these are these are the topics we want to hit from all angles. I mean, yeah, you know, admittedly, I'm kind of conservative, but, you know, with age, you kind of see a better perspective, I think, and you can accept all viewpoints. And, and, and that's really the goal here is we just want to uh, provide engagement is really the goal here. Yeah. And, I mean, and hear different viewpoints, whether we agree with them or not. But, uh, you know, again, the dialogue, I think, is your most effective way to to uh, solve problems or at least uh, it's, a, it's a good start point, not be acrimonious. Yeah. Yeah, we need that. I mean... There's just so much division and so much um, polarization going on. And I guess a lot of, um, I don't know, I just, I think we just want to come at this with an open mind and um, not beat down on or own the libs, as they say, or own any other person. We're not into that. We're just trying to, you know, we're college educated. We're here to try to make sense of things. We're not here to like make fun of people or, okay, maybe just a maybe little, a little, maybe a little bit. <laughs> In moderation. But in right. moderation. But, you know, we want to be, we're smart about this. You know, we're educated. We want to speak to our audiences who are educated. And, um, yeah, just go from there. And, Chris, too, um, I'm sure you'll tell our audience later, but you do have some political experience yourself, right? Oh, yeah, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> say that tongue-in-cheek. Um, yeah, you know, I... I Admittedly, I'm a recovering Republican. Yeah, um, it was the ride of the life, right? Right of your life. In 2060, life. and it was it was a great opportunity. You know, when an opportunity <laughs> presents itself, you know, why not try to run? So I ran for the state senate, and of course, in uh, you know uh, 2019, 2020, I ran for the fifth congressional district. But yeah. as an independent, I think I kind of grew my political stance, my mm-hmm. opinion, um, which was great. I, I, you know, you got to engage a lot of people out there. It was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately, we just couldn't get to the finish line because we ran out of money. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, you got to know when to bow out. But, you know, again, it was an invaluable experience. Um, yeah, it was, wow. It was a ride. Um, and, you know, myself and Karina got to work together on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a good campaign manager. And, uh, it, like I said, it was just an experience. You have to, you have to jump at it. And, and, you know, I will say my political aspirations aren't dead yet. They're not dead? They're not dead. <laughs> what do you want to be, like governor of Minnesota or something? No, you know you know what, I, I think really, you know, as they say, politics are local. I think I think that's where you really kind of need to, uh, that's where my interest is, you know, maybe your local government, your, yeah. you know, maybe state level. I mean, uh, like I said, I, I did jump in with both feet for this congressional thing, but you know. Yeah. You know, it didn't work out, but but it was fun. But, you know, the, the, politics, you know, 
it isn't dead, really, in my book. I mean, if an opportunity no. it comes, you know, comes my way, definitely. But yeah. uh, I would, you know, what I would really like to see eventually is we're so locked in this two-party system, and I won't get into it. But, yeah. But I, we really need a viable third party, a viable third party. Well, that's a tall order. It is a tall order. Tall, tall order now. But really nothing's getting done now. Yeah. Well, I think that's maybe another topic for another I day. I do. I, yeah. I agree, too. We could go on and on about yeah. this. But, uh, you know, please, uh, we're going to have a drop another episode next week. Um, I think, and we're just going to toss some things around here, I, you know, coming from, you know, working in Minneapolis and, and living in the metro area for so long, um, uh, you know, we're always going to take a deep dive into what's going on in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, you know, I loved working for the city of Minneapolis. I love the people there. I love the city. I love the, um, as you say, the diversity, especially the food diversity. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> remember lunchtime, most important. Most important most decision important of the day. Decision. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're excited. Check us out on all um, where you get your your podcast from, and check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you get your media from. Um, we look forward to discussing more um, more current events. So have a great day. Thanks for checking us out, guys. Yeah, have a great day. We hope to hear from you soon. Remember Twitter, Abel and Baker. That's right. All we'll right. Be up on several other platforms in the near future. Thanks so much. All right. Bye bye now. Bye.